Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is round 11 all wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Josh, you got a highlight of the week past. Well, I guess mine's sort of a silver lining highlight. Like, um, I had to jump on a plane yesterday, get up to Sydney, and it's a bit shit weather. Um, the highlight wasn't that because weather sucked in Sydney and Melbourne, <laughs> but it was uh, I was stuck on the tarmac for 45 minutes, um, which kind of sucked. But the highlight was uh, it meant that the flight was long enough I could watch the whole of Aquaman. Um, <laughs> so I'd started that, obviously, as soon as I sat down, because you can, like, I was flying Virgin, so I had my own tablet, and you can just do that. Like, thing goes on, off you go. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, and, yeah, at 45 minutes meant that uh, just as we were taxiing into the gate, I'd finish the movie. So, fucking perfect timing. Brilliant so timing. I'm just, Silver, it's it's come up uh, come up, Josh all fucking week, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, you make the most of what, you, what you've been dealt with, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, we got no Brenton this week. He's out with general soreness and um, legitimately thinks he uh, did his ACL on the weekend. So uh, that'll be interesting. So I'd have we move a bloody table over his place. But um, yeah, he legit thinks he's done his ACL. Fucking um, omitted. <laughs> um, I watched a few um, comic book movies recently as well. Because after seeing Endgame, I thought there's one or two that I haven't seen yet. Um, and now that they're all available on stand, I went back and watched Black Panther. I don't see what all the fuss is about. It was pretty weird, but I understand like the other stuff about the movie, you know. Um, but uh, I thought having Gollum as a bad guy was a good move. I thought yeah, that was pretty I, cool. I actually quite like Black Panther. It, it's it's not a, a adventurous storyline. No, uh, the it's a setting good bit, is what set it up. Yeah, yeah um, that's fair enough. Claw was a shit villain for my money, but ah, uh, yeah, yeah. But um, I thought it was just nice. Yeah. I had I was watching it with a wife, and I say, you know, that's Gollum. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, Blacker Panther was a good villain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, we might as well get straight into the footy because it's uh, fucking cold and I want to get out of here. Um, so uh, straight off, um, actually, no. Before we start in the games, I thought we would touch on. Um, it's the second week in a row that we've had a coach um, get get the ass. I'll tell you what, we can make three. I reckon. You reckon there's another one on the horizon? I reckon there's another two. Yeah, two at least. Uh, sorry, no, not two at least. Possibly two in Richardson and Worsfold. Yeah. Or Hinkley could be in trouble too. No, I think Hinkley's I, okay for a little while longer. I think he's got one more in him. Um, but there have been two very weird sackings because the, the the most mutual sacking I can ever recall previously with Brad Scott and North Melbourne, where neither team nor coach came away worse off, really. Well, no, and it, it's like that good breakup that you yeah. hear about. Um to be honest, didn't go through many of the good breakups myself, uh, where it's kind of like, look, uh, we had a good run, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's just let it go. We'll always have, and then, always have Casablanca. What if, have, always have Paris. 
Something like that. That's how long ago, isn't it? Yeah, um, and then this week with Brendan Bolton, who, <laughs> when he got sacked, I'll be, you're heartless if you don't feel sorry for Brendan Bolton. How could you do that to Bambi? How could you make a kid cry? <laughs> and then he's still, I love coaching. Oh, but fuck's sake, mate. If you've been through four years yeah. or three and a half years at Carlton, one one game out of 600 or whatever it is. That's the toughest gig in footy. Uh, and he still loves coaching. I'm like, Jesus Christ, mate. I wish I loved anything as much as he yeah. loved coaching. I mean, people talk about Gold Coast GWS being a tough gig. No, you've got a <laughs> arguably worse list, but, you know, people decide on that, but 10 times the scrutiny and pressure. Yeah, uh, it makes sense, though. I mean, he didn't have enough w- wins on the board, but still, you just look at me like, oh, I just I only want good things to happen to Brendan Bolton. Yeah, it was a bit rough to... Um, Juddy coming out uh, the week before saying, oh, we're right behind him. We're on him. And that's when you fucking oh, know. Time honoured. But then Gary Lyon jumps up and says, well, you know, he's going to lie to us. Uh, he shouldn't, should sack himself. And then Juddy comes back with, yeah, I'm not taking, uh, uh, was it personality tips from Gary Lyon? Yeah. Or something on those lines. Uh, Juddy can be quite uh, scathing <laughs> when he puts his uh, words to it. Yeah, th- neither of them are wrong, though. Like, yeah. Juddy did get out there and say he's all for him, and, all, and while he's putting a knife in his back, and um, that's pretty duplicitous, which means he's probably quite suited for the Carlton board, to be honest. <laughs> um, Goes with the territory, definitely. And his uh, commitment, uh, comments on Lyons' character are probably borne out by maybe, the evidence. Maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, just I, I do think that, Maybe he's a bit like um, uh, Mark Harvey, one of the best assistants going around. But you oh, I thought you meant Judd for a second there. I'm like, no, no, no I don't box. think so. Um, yeah, and I think um, he might have been a bit too nice what they need. Like He, could he wanted to encourage the youth, which it, that's the way you've got to do it. But the mid-journeyman uh, sort of group, yeah, maybe they need a bit firmer. Hand. I don't know. Uh, who knows? I, I think tactically they might have been a little bit let down, but... Um, at the same time, it's like I think nowadays, especially, it's uh, the coaching group. It's not the coach. Yes, no, that's very, very valid. But um, and, but having said that, sacking the coach is it's almost the right move, even if it's not the right move. Does yeah, that make sense? I, I did find it funny too. John Barker kept his hand down this time. He's yeah. like, nah, nah. Been there, been there, and you guys decided to recruit this guy in, so you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, a little bit, I imagine. Um, uh, Tiggs not bad. He probably Barker will probably have um, some interest in him from you know North. Would probably have a chat to him. I don't think he's their prime target. Uh, and then St Kilda and um, uh, Essendon, Essendon perhaps might even have a chat. Well, it is good that uh, I think Journos did very well because as soon as a coach gets sacked, the next story they write is who's in yeah. line for the job. Just repeat last week's at Brad Scott. That's all they did. And to be honest, uh, Carl will talk to him. Because you could, there's been people talk about it and say Carlton's list at the moment is better than North's. Um, I disagree, but I might be biased. Um, I I think the raw talent they have more players with raw talent, but list I don't know. Yeah, Cripps is the the figurehead of that. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, fair to say. clearly he'll clearly. walk into any team. Yep, uh, it gets a bit harder from there. I mean, Walsh is good, but it's his first season. Are oh, you and... seen Kane Corns coming on Walsh? No. Oh, he said, um, what was it? Carlton will be regretting uh, taking Walsh's pick one when they couldn't have got Connor Rosie. And I'm like, I think they'll be okay. Settle the fuck down, mate. Yeah. Uh, look, Connor Rosie is a quality player, don't get me wrong. Uh, Walsh could be a fucking superstar. And he even said, oh, look, he can play 300 games, but he won't have the X Factor of Rosie. I'm like, okay, cool. Right, okay. <laughs> no worries. You know who else didn't have the X Factor of Rosie? Michael Tuck. <laughs> He's got seven fucking flags. <laughs> I'll take that. 
Anyway, you take one at Carlton at the moment. <laughs> They'd buy one. All right, let's it. let's get into the games, and it starts off on a good note for yourself. North and the Tigers on Friday night at uh, Marvel Stadium. I went to this one with a uh, friend of the podcast, Richie, the metaphorical and physical punching bag that he is. Um, it was a, a very interesting game, I thought. Right at the start, I thought Dusty's going to take this over. This, when he, especially that I think first it was the goal. second quarter, he really took he, the part. He kicked one in the first, and then he kicked two in the space of two minutes, including the clear push in the back. But yeah. ne- never mind that. Yeah. And then they took him off. I, I was <laughs> fucking stoked about that. I'm like, two in two off. minutes. Yep. Yeah. I think it was actually two in about forty-five fucking seconds. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And you're just watching. like he, he's coming off. Fucking all right. Thanks for that. Yeah, beauty. <laughs> take that. Can you imagine the coach's box? Shorey, Shorey, what are we going to do about Dusty? <gasps> Nothing. Ah, it's uh, taken care of. Should we take Dusty? Well, he's coming off, so uh, unless you want to step over the box and have a look at him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Why I'm, I'm turning my head around the microphone for some fucking reason. I don't know why. I, I just always look in the same spot. Um, there's, uh, But it was a very tactical game, I, I thought, because Richmond just could not switch the ball. And they had no run through the middle because it was all manned up. Um, and they stopped them from switching it. So they had to yeah. go down the line. On the flip side, North managed to use the middle a fair bit. Yeah, because they refused most of the night to take the 60-meter bomb. Mm. They were pinpointing 30-meter passes down the line and kicking them, not lobbing them on or soft kicks. They were darts that everyone's like, oh, shit, and only one bloke had a chance to mark it. But that's it brilliant. That's something that I've wanted to see for actually about five, six years, to be honest. Yep. There's no point kicking the... Um, the NFL punt where yeah. it's got hang time. Where you everyone that knows it. Low flat, like not yep. not a worm burner, but if it just still markable. Yeah, yeah. But that's what they were doing, and I was watching. I'm like, man, this is efficient. Um, and okay, once or twice it fucks up. It doesn't matter. Yeah, kick it to a player who's got a two on one uh, in their in their favour. In their favour. Good idea. Uh, this this thing might fucking take off. But, I mean, it was kicked so – there was one I remember so clearly. There was uh, Taron Thomas. It was kicked hard and low, and he had, like, one metre, two metres of space, and that is it. But the point was, nobody else could mark that ball except yeah. him. He had a 50 chance of marking it, or it goes to ground. Nothing else could have yeah, happened. I think that was oh, the third or fourth quarter in the pocket, and I think it was uh, Atley or the, Simpkin who kicked I it to him. I can't remember. I, I think it was earlier, this one. It was right okay. in the wing in front of me, but there was more than one occasion where this kind of stuff happened. Yep. Um, but it was a refusal to take the easy option. They looked for the hard option, and it was risky, but it came off. Yeah, but the hard option, too, was in the tackling. You had uh, Anderson, Brilliant all night. Anderson, Cunnington, Zerha, and uh, Turner, all tackling like fucking yep. beasts. Uh, and I think there was more hold of the balls on the night than I can recall in a game for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, and Richmond had a few too, don't get me wrong, but most of it was coming the other way. Um, and probably the highlight of uh, the decade happened in this match. Uh, <laughs> uh, old Razor Ray, copping one of the figs. He, he uh, handled it well, didn't he? He, did. he gave himself he out. He toughened up. He, he stood firm. Um, immediately, uh, I said to Richie, like, Peter Carey would have marked that. <laughs> Checked online, about 100 people have beaten me to it, so that's all right. Um, but uh, I, I think they handled it well. They even did Roaming Brian in the umpire rooms. Oh, honestly, I like that. Um, he, how has how Razor Ray turned us around that we like him now? I, I find it hard to fathom, but I think he sort of uh, unapologetically humanised himself. Like the yep. uh, cricket umpire, I forgot his name, who did the crooked finger thing. Oh, Billy Bowden. That's it. No, he's still a dickhead. But. Well, he had a bit of banter. And Dickie Bird had a bit of banter too. I think but umpires... Dick, I don't, Dickie Bird had respect. Yeah. I think Razor can still be a bit 
some well, you know, umpires in general can be a bit too authoritarian. But yeah. when he when he says, "All right, settle down, mate, settle down," we, yeah. we don't spell that to each other here. Uh, I'm okay Sean with that. Sean Grigg one, yeah, it was brilliant. Um, just because he's he's not saying, you know, trying to put the player down. No, he's just trying to enforce it. Escalate, yeah. And I can live with that. Got to be a better word than that. Um, De-escalation. That'll run. Yeah, um, but he is, and he's just he's doing it politely. <laughs> that that one with Sean Grigg over in Adelaide was still uh, brilliant. You know, we don't talk to each other like so yeah. now. We don't talk. So he he's done it. He's uh, he should be in politics. Um, politicians would love if they could turn around their uh, um, uh, public perception like he has. So I reckon maybe get uh, Bill Shorten in the bright yellow running around the around the field in the lime green. In the lime green. He might uh, might. Improve his popularity. Who knows? Well, it's not going to go lower, is it? <coughs> well, not yet. Not really. um, but yeah, with uh, Cam Zerha was one of the big tacklers there, and he had that tackle on Cochin that Cochin made an attempt to kick. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm, that's we've talked about two of the bad no calls. There was another two coming the other way that um, we're fighting oh, to. Yeah, but it wasn't a badly umpired. I, I, I thought it was, it was very well umpired. To be yeah. honest, there's mistakes and ones that I disagree with. Yeah, so what? What happens? And in these situations, when there's no danger to the person. I don't mind a no call as the default. Yeah. Um, when someone's in danger or injured or whatever, that's different. But in the interest of keeping play going, uh, I'm okay with no calls in general. Well, in the back was fucking blatant. But uh, Zerha, a massive tackling machine and also had one of the best field kicks in the forward 50 I've seen when he's sprinting to the pocket and rather than have a, a shot from the pocket, yeah. you know, 50 or whatever, pinpoints out Jai Simpkin and just makes it un- impossible for him to not mark that. Yep. And just that vision from a lad who's only, he's in his second season, but I think he yeah. hasn't top 10 games yet. Uh, and just the hunger that kid has. Fuck me, he's looking good. Especially on that one. I remember, because we had, obviously, seats right up the top in the stands. And I was looking, I'm like, you can see this coming a mile off. If he just looks up, the the pass is there. And when it uh, kicked it right across his body, didn't he? Yeah. And you go, nah, it's, it's pinpoint. There's nothing yeah. else can happen. It was a soccer cross. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's something that North has lacked so much is that awareness in forward fifty. Like everyone wants to be the Eddie Betts where you can slot them from from yeah. the fifty meter boundary line or whatever, but no one else is, and yeah. you know certainly no one at North. Um, but they actually showed his Guernsey after the game, and it was torn up with about twelve <laughs> different colours of paint. It was going to say it was painted blue on the back of it. Yeah, it had everything everywhere, and he he just got down and dirty, and that's what uh, what you love to see. Like I yeah. Uh, at three-quarter time, I still wasn't sold that we were going to win this. But I figured the way they played about it, I can live with that. Yep. No, it was absolutely. Um, I disagree with three-quarter time. But at halftime, I still felt like, no, nah, Richmond, they've got enough to come back in this. If Dusty gets off the chain, they'll, they'll be right. But the third quarter, they had no chance. They had no yeah. response. Um, and, uh, yeah, a couple of minutes into the last, it was all dead. Um, so one other thing that annoyed me, and it started in this game, Um now, I don't know about how you read it uh, during the week or saw any announcements, but uh, Sir Doug Nichols' round yep. goes over two rounds. Yeah. Is it Sir Doug Nichols' rounds then? Do you think this is something they decided very late in the piece? Because well, if you are going to say, oh, we're going to hold, hold it over two rounds so everyone can have a home and an away game, then it's Sir Doug Nichols' rounds. But it's not. It says Sir Doug Nichols' round. So I reckon either they just made a split decision late in the piece Let's go over two rounds so everyone can have home and away. And there's that little uh, um, documentary about Adam Goods going on. So, you know, anything we can do. Um, <laughs> Maybe it was about that, just getting it a, a below-the-fold kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. It could have been. Or they just didn't want to repaint the grounds. <laughs> Thought, ah, it's still there. Go again. 
pretty sure it was um, North, actually. They're like, we won in this Guernsey. Uh, we want to wear it again. Uh, it'll be so Doug Nickel fucking year. We have our <laughs> Keep going. Um, in fact, we might have four different designs. But anyway, I, I thought it was funny. I didn't see them announce anything earlier that there's going to be over two rounds. But uh, anyway, that's the way it goes. I just thought, you know, paint the S out there. Somebody yeah. go out there and paint an S. And um, young uh, City Stack getting the Norwich Rising Star nod. <laughs> Norwich Rising Star. <laughs> there's a throwback. Um, yeah, in not his best game. No. But he deserves can one. Can you get nominated more than once? No. Yeah. Well, it's probably like Cam Zerha didn't get one then. No, no. It's, yeah, you, you only get it once. And towards the back end of the year, I think they start giving out twos. Like, uh, two in a week if they're like, well, we better give this bloke one. He hasn't got one yet. Oh, anyway. contract time. <laughs> it could be. Bump it, bump it up there. Uh, the uh, negotiation tactic. On one of the biggest upsets on Saturday, though, is uh, the Dockers over Carlton. Now, two things. Dockers. Uh, Collingwood. Uh, sorry, you're right. Uh, Dockers over Collingwood. Uh, two things. Coll- uh, Dockers were clearly the better team on the day, but geez, they were lucky. You yeah. have to say they were lucky. And I'm not just talking about the one that was touched because I think we at home knew it was touched, but that happens. I'm fine with that. Well, the comment around that was that they called, uh, you know, check for touched and the um, third umpire was looking at the goal line. Yeah. They, uh, they said they didn't, uh, technical difficulties, they didn't have the uh, the other vision yet in the 30 seconds or whatever they have um, before they have to restart the game. I'm like, Bit uh, of a okay. Up, yeah, but we saw it at home. Yeah, so just tune into Channel 7, yeah. uh, or Channel or Foxtel, whatever the fuck it was. Like, surely the third umpire can get Foxtel in his box. Yep, surely. But anyway, I'm, I'm fine with that. But, you know, good, good luck. You got get a, on Telstra. Look at your phone. <laughs> you got away with one there. Off you go. Um, but then the, the one really late in the day. Oh, no, uh, it was the end of the third quarter. Collingwood going into an open goal. Got a mark 30 out. Handball over the top. Handball over the top. Siren sounds. I mean, that's unlucky. Dumb. For them, but yeah, you're right, dumb as well. You had a mark 30 meters out from goal dead in front, take the shot, champ. Yeah, you know? if you're not confident taking that shot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or you, you're, uh, not, you, you're not sorry. paying attention to the uh, big red fucking sticker they're holding up, exactly. You should know, mate, there are only seconds left. We've got the ball, just stop. We'll take the shot here. But uh, it was like the mark, I've forgotten. Uh, I think it could have been Varco who handballed it over to one of the small players who handballed yeah, it over to, to Reed. Fair, he's not the sharpest knife in the draw. Uh, he should be able to sh- kick it one from there, though. Um, and then finally, in the last quarter, it was uh, Fife who had the um, misfired barrel that fell into Walter's arms. Um, and the lad put the goal through. I mean, that's twice in a week he's won with the last shot on goal of the day. Um, See, and- I, I used to fucking love that playing footy. You'd shank a kick. And it uh, falls in someone's lap. And it just falls into your teammate's lap, and you're, you're just like... Yeah, I meant that. And everyone fucking knows you didn't. Exactly. You'll, you'll wander around, cock a hoop. You're just yep. like, yeah, fucking top pinpoint pass. Not fooling anybody. But, you know, if it works, and, I guess fuck but, it up more often. But the thing is, it's not your teammates' uh, reactions that you like because they're like, oh, fucking good on your dickhead. Screw that up. As the defenders. They're like, yeah. mother, I had like, him fucking covered. I did nothing wrong. Shit, what the, f- oh, fuck my life. Um, you know, not that I pinpointed forward 50 passes all that often, so they weren't really expecting it. Maybe that was the thing. Yeah, could be, could be. Um, I thought Bradley Hill was brilliant again, too. He's um, he's really uh, stringing a... Uh, this is the best I've seen him. Yeah, the last last two weeks. I thought he might have been better last week, um, but no, he was brilliant again. He's so damaging. Um, and well, he's always had pace, but now he's using his pace effectively. Uh, I think he's, he's coming off... Was he not last year, the year before? He was best and fairest um, with... Uh, um, Fremantle as well, but I think the Fremantle are setting up differently now. They are hunkering down back 
Um, you know, like they do, they're a defensive side. Yeah. But then they're like, no, nah, we are running. We are running through that middle and we're going to absolutely um, blister, uh, blistering pace. Mm. And he's the key to that part of it. Um, I'd almost argue the way they're playing right now, he is more important to that side than Fife. Well, that's really saying something. I think it takes pressure off Fife too, not just in terms of um, who do we have to stop, yeah. but their previous style of, you know, long, low to the boundary or whatever, uh, Fife had to get the hard contested ball. Yeah. And a player like him is always going to have someone on his shoulder. Yeah. And he, he's good enough to break that tag. But when you're always getting bumped, pressured, you know, banged to the ground or whatever, that mileage adds up. Yep. And having uh, a different game plan of a running game plan, it means that Fife can get the ball in motion rather than standing shoulder to shoulder when you get fucking creamed. Oh, it's even, it's just breaking it up um, so that uh, when they go forward, you know, they've got uh, a Collingwood defender has to run at the ball. Um, and that, you know, gives you the, the easy out over the top. And um, they've done it two weeks in a row now. They did it even better against the Lions, but this is obviously a bigger scalp being Collingwood at the G. Yeah. Um, and you know, the controversy part, to be honest, does that uh, disappoint anyone? It's nah, just added flavour. Whatever. I mean, it's, it's rubber the green stuff. Yeah, it's, it's Himalayan salt yeah. on the on the wound. Um, but even Buckley afterwards said, nah, the better team won. You know, And that's all you can say. You yeah, after you've calmed down from just yeah. trying to put your head through the coach's box window. Uh, it's way close. Oh, I'm happy with that. I mean, it's not like it was... Uh, oh, okay, it was definitely touched, mm. but it's not like it hit the goalpost and bounced off and they paid it. You yeah. Know? Um, I mean, we talked earlier about Razor Ray's turnaround in terms of public possession. I think Buckley's managed to do that too in two years. Yeah, ever since he took that, um, he took time off and that kind of stuff, but um, he's been a better coach as well. You know? Yeah, I think his media work, uh, he hasn't taken shit as personally and he's yep. put forward his perceptions openly, honestly, and. Um, uh, eloquently. And they're, they're winning too, which makes well, life easier. Obviously, it? absolutely does. And they're in the conversation for Premier again. Yeah, they'll be up there. Um, I, I still think it's Geelong versus whoever can match them up on, on them on the day. Well, maybe say Geelong, West Coast. Um, GWS, maybe. GWS and Collingwood would be the you, top you four, think, I'd expect. Yeah, that, I can't see that um, differing too much. I think your, your Premier is going to be out of Geelong and one of those other three. Anyway, um, on to the Giants versus the Suns. Nobody at this game at all. Um, there was, a, I think, a record low crowd uh, for, the, for the Giants out there. Yeah. But, I mean, the result doesn't surprise anyone, does it? No. I mean, what, what would you turn up for, really? I mean, if you love seeing uh, Jeremy Cameron kick a bag, then, yeah, yeah, you'd be like, oh, price of admission. Yeah, I mean, Cornelio put together one of the best games of his career. Another three goals and 36 touches. That's not a bad little effort either. Um, but, yeah, Jeremy Cameron still leading the Coleman. Um, what do you kick, five or six? Um, to be honest, he could have kicked even more, um, especially this week and the, last, and the few weeks before it. Yeah, Cameron with five, Himmelberg chipping in with three. Um, geez, I I don't see him slowing down. If you can keep injury free, he's going to crack uh, 80 plus, which is going to be enough to win a Coleman any well, of the last 10 years. He's had a lean couple of weeks before this one, though. It's probably cost him a little bit. I think he was uh, back-to-back games. He was kept goalless, um, you know, against Hawthorne in the game after uh, the Hawthorne one. Um, he still had plenty of shots on goals, just didn't put any through. But now um, he needed a bag, I felt. Considering how, how slow yeah. he's been. Well, he's still seven clear on the Coleman. So 
Yeah, but Hawkins could be winning that if you wanted to. He's, well, probably. It's given away a few. The funny thing is, too, Franklin's uh, obviously been injured for quite a bit, but he just hasn't looked like he's going to make that mad rush. No, no, he's not fully fit. Um, well, he set out five, four or five games, and I think they rushed him back a little bit, but the last two weeks he hasn't looked right either. Um, but I, I reckon that's good enough to get into the uh, Geelong Cats and uh, Sydney Swans game um, down at uh, Goomba Stadium. I think the Swans have won the last three down there, and they look threatening at times. Um, I've got to admit, they look like a more organised side with uh, Jared McVeigh back in. Yeah. Um, one thing I found frustrating was how much of the conversation was about uh, Tom Hawkins' forearm slap. Kind yeah, of. Um, it was clumsy. I think if if it wasn't for the Gary Ablett situation, it wouldn't even be talked about. Well, it was nice that as soon as he did it, they <laughs> cut frame straight to uh, Gary Ablett. Yeah. Um, it was just a tribute to his mate. He couldn't play. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he he didn't try and hurt him. He just sort of put his arm down there and... His yeah. head was there, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I agree. It was sort of like, well, I'll put this out to play. Oh, shit, I got him in the head. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't like an elbow. It wasn't like a fist. It was just sort of the forearm in between. Yeah. And sort of a, I don't know. It was weird. But it was... It was well, a fine. Yeah, and look, I could even argue with fines a bit harsh. He's got three grand. I mean, in Geelong dollars, that's like one falcon. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of um, frozen water um, from down there. <laughs> Um, Tim Kelly is absolutely tearing it up down there as well. Um, so when it gets to the end of the year and he wants to go back to WA, he's going to command a fairly fucking high price. I can't see West Coast affording him, and I can't see what he's going to Frio. <laughs> well, he, he might have to rest, uh, loosen up on that because apparently uh, he said no to Frio last year. I'm going to West Coast, and well, there's got to be a fair bit coming the other way if West Coast is going to get him across. Because uh, yeah, players that win premierships tend to get a little bump up in the salary. Yeah, but um, how is it? You're, you've got options with two teams in a premiership window each. Like, how tough's life? Yeah, and he's absolutely killing it. Oh, he's in stunning form. Um, I think he's leading the uh, coaches' association votes at the minute too. Uh, he is, yep. Jeez, um, I mean, obviously walk into any team, but uh, I think he's one of those players you can convince just about any team to give up their star player for. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're Frio, do you swap five for him? Oh, You'd have to think about it. Look, if you take all emotion out of it, you go, you know what, it kind of makes sense because he's... He's, he's got 10 years versus five, three. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's not that much younger because he's a late starter, Kelly, but um, you wouldn't because five's your captain and he's once-in-a-generation yeah. type of player. But, but if you're playing um, football manager, AFL edition, you'd probably do it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Might probably. have lose cannon on that shit. Um Anyway, once uh, Geelong got on top and uh, their accuracy was uh, never going to allow them to lose this one. Um, on the opposite side of accuracy, Brisbane Lions and the Hawthorne Hawks. Um, Hawks kicked five goals to none in, in the first quarter, but I really feel like that wasn't uh, the story of the game because Brisbane had seven scoring shots, or sorry, six scoring shots, um, just not that accurate. Um, and the way Hawks were, were getting forward was... Uh, you know, it was good to see and all that, but it was a little bit um, misleading that first quarter. I mean, you take it. Of course you would, but yeah, wasn't really owed to the game. And the fact that, uh, you know, scores were leveled by um, half time or just about um, sort of backs that up. Well, you know, if you believe some of the commentary around the game, um, Clarkson was just distracted by the amount of checks North has been sending him <laughs> uh, for, for contracts next year. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, Brisbane um, had a quiet first quarter and then it seemed like everyone just decided, all right, we're going to have a dip now. Well, it really looked like, I reckon, with five <laughs> minutes to go in the second quarter, Hawthorne looked cooked. They were just too tired. They just couldn't run anywhere. And I've said that a, a few times um, about them this year. So either they are not fit enough or they are just running to all the wrong places all the wrong times. Well, they managed to keep Lockie Neal down to 30 posies, which is uh, you know pretty decent return, actually. Oh, it's something. It's under his average for the yeah. year. <laughs> I mean, for a team that managed to win the possession game by 60, which is, what, about 20% more? A little math, right? Yeah. No, I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, Brisbane had a lot of the fucking ball. And any time you get that much of the ball, if you're at all clean, uh, it's going to hurt. Um, I thought that Strat... Uh, ben Stratton did a good job on Charlie Cameron. However, he you know, kept him down to six touches, which is bloody brilliant. But he kicked two goals, uh, albeit, you know, again, one from a 50-meter penalty. But yep. you'd have to say he won the day, um, even though uh, uh, Charlie ends up with a couple of goals on the scoreboard. Yeah, Charlie's taller than you think, really. And it's kind of funny that uh, he, he's also very mobile. But Stratton uh, kept him to two. I think that's a win. Um, it was always going to be hard in the middle as well. Um having Stephen Martin and uh, Smith being taken on with Segler and... Um, Pitnet. Pitnet. And and really, Pitnet, because Segler, they tried to run him out of the forward line more. Um, he, I saw that uh, Pitnet took more uh, centre-bounce taps than uh, Segler did. Yeah, well, they've both got the same amount of hit-outs, but... Uh, yeah, it's because Pitnet's fucking hopeless. Yeah, well, Pitnet got more out of the ball. Um, didn't do a lot with it, to be honest. It'd probably be his uh, career high. I reckon eleven disposals. We've got it close. We had three tackles, so he's he's managed to do something else too. Yeah, and Segler kicked a nice goal, but um, really, it, when it came down to it, there was no uh, what, there was no way forward in the second half for Hawthorne at all. Um, and Harris Andrews was looking like a superstar mm. down back. He was leaping over everything and, and uh, spoiling everything. He could have marked oh, another dozen if he wanted to. That one-handed grab reminds me of some of the. Um uh, alley-oop passes used in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Just that yeah. big reaches all the way back and just plucks it like Kudafiti style. Yeah. Um, fuck me, he's going to be some super, superstar he? special. Ah, he already, already is, already is. Um, and I thought uh, Burgoyne was uh, back to his be- best again. Um, it's a kind of game that you go, yeah, you probably could go one more. Um, <laughs> I think one more is one too many, but he deserves one too many. Well, I mean, if you're at... Uh, any club besides Hawks or North, he'd be like, oh, I could get the record. Uh, he ain't breaking tuck. No, no, God, no. He's not going that far. But um, if he goes one more, he might touch four. <coughs> he, might, uh, he might catch up um, Dustin Fletcher. But, uh, yeah, just I think it is at the point you go, you know what, one more, one too many, fair enough. He could end up like Ruffy, though. And, uh, you know, yeah. th- that's a bit of a shame. Um, do you, are you one of the, well, be the only player to hit Anywhere near 400 at two, with two clubs behind him. Yeah, I was going to say all the other ones that have hit uh, 400 are one-club players. So, yeah, yeah he, he would be the first in that bracket. So he'd have two clubs claiming him. Well, yeah, I mean, Port Adelaide can try. I think he played 160 with them or something like that. He's over 200 at Hawthorne, but anyway. Yeah, only 160. Only 160, exactly. Yeah. What's the average for an AFL player? <laughs> like, like, like 30? <laughs> yeah. um, all right, on to Melbourne and the Crows. How Melbourne is this? <laughs> oh god damn! Um, do you uh, reckon? Um, do you reckon Melbourne can get Paul Roos back? 
There's no Carlton that got there's, numbers in front of him. There is no chance he'd want to go back. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, we are literally halfway through the season. And, and next, I mean, we got buy round, you know, starting this week. So we'll talk about some pre-season predictions next week and, and that kind of stuff. But I said that this is not going to be the year for Melbourne as soon as they signed Goodwin to a contract extension before round one. Look at this. This is terrible. I mean, there's no way known they should have lost this match. Um, with the big lead in the first half, you know, up uh, nine goals, uh, nine goals to five at half time, And then Rory Sloan goes out. So there's the main uh, ball mover uh, and most creative ball mover, sorry, for Adelaide. Um, and then they've kicked uh, just a lazy three goals, 12 in the second half. Now, it, Fuck me. And everyone's... So quick to defend Wiedemann for missing that sitter dead in front. They said, yeah, but we missed six others that quarter were just as easy. Doesn't matter. You still need to kick that one, champ. I think he yep. got off very easy with people. Well, he's a kid. And Max Gorn missed uh, one just earlier as well. Two minutes before it. Yep, he did. A very gettable one. Um, but in fairness, he's a ruckman. You don't expect him to be too accurate. Or kick it all. Yeah, if you're a forward, uh, you better nail those easy ones. And, you know, people say... Uh, he's only a kid, whatever. He's uh, been playing footy since he was probably three, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, every kid who's ever picked up a ball has dreamed of that kick for the game. Yep. And preferably in a grand final, 50 out tall yep. kind of thing. Uh, 20 in front, it's a bit, you know, you're not the most imaginative kid if that's what you're dreaming. No. <laughs> but, um, yeah, big shank. Um, it was one I needed for my tipping too, because I tipped Adelaide and I'd lost, I dropped a few places this week. Yeah. So as I saw it sail up and, and fade left, you're like, oh, you poor bastard. If anybody's ever kicking for the game, I always want them to get it, um, unless it's against Hawthorne. But even in this one, I go, oh, you poor bastard. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, I dropped this one in Collingwood, so I got seven for the round, which was pretty good. Um, Jerker Jenkins back in the side. He kicks a couple of goals. I'm almost disappointed with that because I thought mm. um, the longer he stays on the sample, the better his price is in the off-season. Well, the hot ticket is he's going to Hawthorne. So, uh... Well, I'm starting that rumour. Really? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I'll take him. I think he's good. Yeah. I, I, I think he's um, been unjustified. And the, the, the joke around him is that he kicks all his goals from the goal square, but he runs from the centre of the ground to get to the goal square to get those goals. I'll take a bloke with that kind of tank any day. And yeah, then, I suppose he's sort of a like-for-like replace for Roughhead. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. But he's a, a genuine key forward. Both a bit of ranger. We really don't have a genuine key forward at the minute. All right, on to the China game. Um, Port Adelaide won by lots. Poor old Jason Greary. Greary breaks his fucking leg, the poor bastard. Like, St. Kilda just have no luck. Nah, it's not their year. Although, I mean, the good news for them out of the weekend was Dan Hanabry got through a VFL game. but And I mean, quite well, actually. It, I saw it as well. He's wearing a lot of strapping on his shoulders like he always does. But he's, his problem has been his legs. No mm. knee strapping, no leg strapping. So I thought, good on your champ. So they didn't have any left after the shoulders. Maybe. Maybe it was too. That's you know, the VFL. Don't know. Hey, money's tight down at, at uh, Saints land. So. Actually, on the VFL, I saw uh, Geelong came forward with, they reckon they should have the VFA premierships out of their tally. Ah, uh, they've argue this before and I yeah. saw something came up uh, the uh, Hall of Fame which is on tonight um, that they're thinking about going back to 1870 to count those records like, yeah the problem being what though the fuck ever the VFA didn't become the VFL no the teams from the VFA went to the VFL and if you're going to do that you've got to take all the VFA flags uh, just, so you've got six more you've got VFL into AFL because it's the same league 
The clubs can do whatever yeah. they like with their own record books. There's nothing stopping Geelong claiming those VFA premierships in their own club rooms. Good. Go for it, mate. Who cares? But really, it, it's such a non-issue that it's the next premiership is the only one that matters, really. So I really want uh, to hear Brisbane Lions weigh in on it, just because they're like, all right, uh, that means we'll we've, Fitzroy's. we've got uh, two from Brisbane in the AFL. We've got uh, another... Three, three in the AFL. Oh, three, sorry. Uh, we've got some more from Fitzroy in the VFL and three more from Fitzroy in the VFA. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're, we're claiming all of those. So is it, is it going to help you at all? Nah. Nah. Yeah, I was say, it doesn't make a difference. No, nah, we're going to claim them and we're going to release some more merch that no one's going to buy. Well, I want, uh, you know, Port Adelaide to claim their, you know, 36 Sandful premierships. And I want Adelaide Crows to claim all the others. Like, <laughs> if Port Adelaide didn't win, it's an Adelaide Crows one. Oh, well, if we're going by teams moving, then um, I guess Adelaide Crows could claim, oh, what is it, about uh, 75 North Broken Hill premierships? Yeah, we'll take them. Yep. Yeah. All um, <laughs> he's the captain. He can claim them, surely. But uh, on the China game, it is funny, too, that it was a sellout and there's nobody there. And then all the um, excuses come out in the world. Like, oh, yeah, they had uh, buses, busloads of people went to the wrong Stadium, you know, that's why I was half empty. I'm like, well, yeah, two buses, apparently. Yeah, but. I, I think it's just that this is a couple of days before the Tiananmen Square um, <laughs> it, it was, commemoration, too. and uh, Chinese guys don't want to be out on the street in public that much. I think people are starting to wise up to it a little bit. That Tiananmen um, Square? No, no, sorry. The, the China game, the point of it all. Um, the AFL is not the reason the, this game happens. It's not about spreading the AFL game. It's a bit like... Well, by uh, all accounts, there's about 30 teams in China at the moment. Yeah, whatever. There are only 10 players, 30 teams. No, right, um, I mean, there's a billion of them. They're probably, you could go out there and tiddlywinks and there'll be some experts. Somebody in that, yeah. Um, but no, Ruckman. This is a bit like, you know, when uh, Jimmy Barnes plays um, pre-match at the AFL Grand Final. Nobody's there to see Jimmy Barnes. Yeah. Like, it's there, that's about football. When the AFL plays in China... Nobody's there to see the AFL. Oh, they're there for social credit. They're there for social credit. Yep, that probably is a part of it. But it's all the business dealings to go on backstage. This is just window dressing for what is actually going on there. It is not the point of it. It is not to um, promote AFL. It is, it's purely a side attraction. Like, right. And, and I think a lot of people don't want to admit that or just don't like admitting it. So you think this is like uh, Gil is the uh, ace freely of Kiss, goes out there, performs, then the real business is about the groupies at the back. Uh, yes, to a lesser extent, yes. There's probably a fair bit of dick sucking. <laughs> uh, could be. Yep, I mean, sure. Um, on the game, I wasn't that interested. Speaking of not interested, Essendon and Carlton. I was uh, fucking interested here. <laughs> I was, Jesus Christ, it was hard to watch. Um, I, I thought, I'm tipping Carlton, you know. The coaches on the line, they just seem, somehow play well against Essendon. No, see, I, I contacted Sportsbet to uh, to see if I could bet on will there be an unscheduled media conference Monday morning for either of these teams? Yeah. Uh, they wouldn't make a book on it because, I mean, buckets a sure thing. Yeah. Whoever lost was uh, in the shite. It's pretty much the same as win-loss uh, betting odds in this game. Whoever lost, it was going to be a... It was going to happen. Yeah, because, I mean, you lose to Carlton. Fuck me. But... Uh, it was, you know, obviously very wet and very slippery, but um, there were times there where the Dons looked like they had a dry ball. Um, there were not times where Carlton looked like they had a dry ball at all, ever. 
No, it looks like they've been kicked in the balls. Um, and you've got to say, jeez, uh, uh, I've just lost his name, but the young lad um, for Essendon, uh, just coming in, uh, Clark. Uh, Dylan Clark, that's his name, uh, doing the tagging job on Crips. Yeah, I did see that. Um, there was there was a meme going around saying it was pretty wet. Uh, you know, do you need to take a shower after the game, Crips? And he's like, nah, Clark gave me a bath already. There you go. That's and he like, did. He absolutely he did. did. Um, yeah, I'm sure the Carlton fans were just waiting for Crips to break through, you know. And, and when it's in wet weather, you expect the bigger bodies to, to stand up and um, – make the difference but no he, he absolutely cleaned him up it's one of the best young tagging jobs I've seen in, in a long long time and this is one of the ones that makes me question some of the commentary around Crips like brilliant player gone a bit early on him brilliant player don't get me wrong but the difference between a good player and a champ player is that he can lift his side yeah. in this sort of situation when he's having a, a struggle of a day he has those breakout moments where he's like oh lads we're not having this and yep. just makes it happen he didn't I do feel like like I agree with the potential. Like he has the potential to be hundred oh, um, percent. You know, a once in a generation type of player. You know, the the next to carry on from Ablett. Yeah, players that his size that move that well and have um, that bulk. Yeah, sort of, sort of thing. It, it, Dangerfield. Dangerfield's yeah. the only other one I can think of in the AFL. But the sort of player that any sport, any contact sport, they want to do, they'd be good at. But he's not that good yet. He he will be. Because he's only 22 or whatever it is. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But I do feel like a few people have gone a bit early on him. Um, but uh, Dylan Clark, I mean, that's a big job. Well, what's the story that, that big men take eight years to mature? Yeah. Well, he's almost a big man. Maybe he's five years. Maybe he is. Maybe it is, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've already talked about uh, what happens after this game with uh, poor old Bolts. Um, it is a shame to see, that, yeah. see him go out like that. But, but I'd have him back at Hawthorne. And look, uh, if if Carlton and Melbourne can swap spots right now, even though Melbourne have had a disappointing season by their standards, by Carlton it's pretty fucking good. <laughs> I'm going to say they don't move far up their ladder. Yeah, <laughs> I think but, two spots, but they have hope, uh, which some would say <laughs> is a bit a bit cruel. Do they? Um, well, they're probably running a bit low on it right about now. But uh, the thing that got Melbourne to that spot was that he didn't just uh, Ruse didn't just come in and uh, replace a couple of assistants. He also got rid of a lot of the hangers-on in the yeah. board and um, yeah, it was a in the full clean-out. I'd say that's what Carlton needs. There's a lot of old boys there who've uh, yeah. got the secret handshake and maybe potentially well, literally know where the bodies are buried. They reckon when you're building a board, you need equal parts of uh, the dyed-in-the-wool um, you know, ex-players, um, heart bleeds for the club, and then some really smart businessmen. I've got a feeling that they've got rich businessmen but not smart ones. Uh, necessarily, yeah. not many uh, self-made ones or ones that are made men. You know, yeah, I th- a few of those kinds. There's a difference between a smart businessman who can keep a big four bank running, and someone can get a startup uh, yeah. into the next stage of development. They need a startup because they're starting from way fucking back. They are. They don't need to be conservative. They need to take fucking risks. Because let, let's be honest, if Carlton fuck up another five seasons, they're not going anywhere. They're not getting moved. They're not uh, merging. No, they'll merge with Vizzy. Yeah, um, so you can afford to uh, be a bit loose, knowing that's your safety net. I mean, if you're the uh, board of directors when that goes pear-shaped, you're yeah. probably going to be under a bit of pressure. But I mean, I think this is a different one, though, because they're not looking at a rebuild, because they have the talent there. They have the young talent. You know, they've got mm. probably, uh, oh, I'm just going to throw it out there, six um, you know, top 10 draft picks running around for them right now. Yeah. Um, and one of them is going to run for Adelaide next year. Yeah. But, um, you know, they took a gamble there. They lost. 
That's the way it goes. But I, having I said that, they they don't lose their first round pick. They just swap with Adelaide. Yeah. So they'll get pick 10 or whatever it is. And I don't mind that at all. They tried something. Um, they got the player they wanted. Yep. It hasn't uh, been as beneficial as they'd hoped. Well, they didn't plan to finish dead last this year. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to me, they're really missing that on-field leadership. And we saw um, Hodge going to Brisbane has paid dividends yeah. already. You'd say he's developed people around him. Well, Harris Andrews has probably come on three years earlier than we expected. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to give Hodgie some of that credit. He knows his game. Um, but then you're thinking, all right, who can they get? Oh, you're going to say Hawthorne's running out. <laughs> <laughs> we supplied the league with uh, coaches. Now we're supplying the league with veterans on their last legs. We've got Ruffy. I mean, is Ruffy going to go to Carlton? No chance. You can't um, have Silk. You forget about that. Poppy. Piopolo. He sounds like a Carlton player. Actually, it does sound pretty Carltonish. <laughs> He's I mean, played well at the minute, too. So there you go. Poppy to Carlton. I think, is Popolo a Greek or an Italian name? It's definitely an Italian. Oh, there you go. I remember that. Um, he's got the Italian stature. <laughs> he's definitely Italian. I've seen him do um, uh, off-field shit with uh, Dippy Domenico. Oh, he can't make a Euros for shit. No, he can't make a Euros. Loves a coffee, though. There you go. There you are. Owns a fish and chip shop. Um, or is that everything? I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, I can't really think of that many other on-field leaders who you could actually get. Poach. That have premiership. Like, premiership success sort of is the minimum, isn't it? Yeah, you need to go to McGovern or something, but they're not leaving a premiership team in the premiership window. They've already got one McGovern. It's not yeah, turned get, out too well the pair. for <laughs> Compare the pair. Well, if you get three, then you can put hotels. Is that how it works? Well, he's got a younger brother, doesn't he? Probably. Um, or, or an older sister. Yeah, or maybe they, I don't know, fucking throw money at Brent Harvey. He's still running around. He'll, he'll fucking <laughs> love a dollar. He'll, fake, he'll take the money. Don't worry about that. He loves recycling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the last one. The Eagles got up over the dogs. It's a bit of a shame that the dogs weren't more accurate in the first quarter. They could have put more uh, pressure on the Eagles. At uh, two goals, seven. Um, when you go in at uh, quarter time, uh, breaking even with three goals, one really takes the heart out of it. Um, but Eagles were just too far, too classy after that. Yeah. Caleb Daniels having the season of his life. Um, I think he's even better than the premiership here at the moment. Yeah, well, he's playing that quarterback role. And, um, you know, sometimes he gets caught out as the last man in defense. But they really trust him with the ball. Yeah, it's it's funny because his his stature, blatantly, shouldn't be playing AFL. Yeah. Um, like a Muggsy Bogues playing in the NBA. But um, his, and like Muggsy Bogues, his ability to play the point guard style um, offensive setup it's fucking good. Well, it's the kind of team that they've got as well. They've got a lot of outside running players and uh, flashy players as well that he does the thinking for them and almost a lot of the times puts the ball in a spot where he wants them to go. Um, so he forces them to you know to play out what he's seeing. Um, and there's a few times where the skills let them down, but, you know, so be it. I think he's, uh, you know, future captain type material. Yeah. And you look at that, you're like, um, Caleb Daniel, probably in the conversation with the All-Australian squad. Yeah, um, I'd argue that, yeah. Yeah, Bontebelli always in the conversation. Uh, but even JJ and uh, Dunkley has had a, a great season. Dunkley's so had a great year. He's so one of the better improvers. Four blokes, you could say, might be in the conversation squad of 40. Why aren't they doing better? Um, I think you're pushing it for the four blokes there. I think, yeah, Dunkley's been better. Um, and Norton's obviously come on leaps and bounds. But I just think that... Overall, they are playing a style that is, uh, you know, high risk, high reward. And at the moment, it's more risk than reward. Mm. So does that then come back on beverage for not adjusting? Maybe. 
Maybe a little bit. Because yeah, I know a lot of... Um, I mean, media... he's, he's safe, don't get me wrong. He's not going anywhere for the, you know as long as he wants it. Yeah, but this will be the first time in, I don't know, 50 years or something like that, that the Premier has failed to make finals the following three years. I think something like that, the demo keeps trotting out. So clearly they've gone yeah. backwards and they've done a little... To be fair, there's a bit of tension between Dano and and Beveridge. A fair amount, yes. Um, But they have done a little bit of a clean-out along the way. Um, So, you know, the Premiership hangover has cost them a few players. Um, I think the players they lost, though, were kind of players they didn't really need to keep. I think Boyd was one they wanted. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Boyd was, you know, a former number one pick, an absolute uh, monster of a man that um, is now retired. They lost Pickin, who was a heart and soul type of player. Yeah. They had to offload Dalhouse because he was um, too much of a mongrel. And Stringer copy-paste. Stringer copy-paste, exactly. So, you know, there's a few there. Um, Redpath retired, who, you know, wasn't a massive player for them, but was yeah, another... Decent size. Clay Smith, you know. And obviously Bob Murphy. <laughs> so it adds up. They've had a quite a bit of a turnover since then. Um, but they've had some come in too. Like Dunkley's one of them that uh, come in and come on. Yeah, he's come on well. English is getting better. Uh, he's still a couple of years off, you know, being the big lad that he is. Yeah. But, and, um, and Richards has been good, but again, another young player that still needs to develop. But again, as we've said many times, it's, you don't win flags on your stars, you win on your average. And I think uh, Bullock's got plenty of stars, but their average has been ordinary. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and a caveat to that, though, is you still need the stars, though. You can't oh, yeah, win yeah. without those stars, but it is your average that makes the difference. No, I, I, I'm hard-pressed to think of a, a premiership team that didn't have at least one star. Where yeah, like, yeah he, exactly. He fucking made the difference there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think Beveridge, uh, you won't be feeling pressure yet. But... Well, it's, it's got to, you know, when you're one of two premiership coaches in their history, yeah. you've got a few. Especially <laughs> uh, not making finals three years after you won a flag. Like, so, not making finals three years in a row yeah. put pressure on any Yep. Uh, coach. Yep. With a premiership in the bag, you've got a bit more breathing room. Yeah, I think it buys you a fourth year. Oh, yeah, definitely. And possibly, uh, but you missed that fifth uh, finals yeah, I think that's that's the end of it. I, I think you better pull the pin. Yeah. But that's when people ask, well, was he lucky? It doesn't matter, though, does it? You can be lucky all you like. Yeah, they still pay out at sports bet. Yeah. Well, all right. maybe not, you never know. <laughs> all right, let's uh, quickly go through round 12 with a buyer's start. We start off on Friday night with... Uh, the Tigers and the Cats. I mean, I'm current form. How are you betting in Geelong than anyone? Yeah, I can say I, I, I'll let you know when I'm not tipping Geelong for the rest of this year. Um, that's the way that's uh, handling. And I don't think Tigers got that many ins to come. I think Rioli uh, got through the VFL. Yeah, well, he got dropped. So, uh, Rewalt's still a little while back. Um, and they'll get... Um, but their Ruckstocks aren't coming back. No, uh, not Soldo's for... there. He's playing, but um, Nankervis is still uh, a month or, or so off. Yeah. So I mean, they've got a couple of players that need to come back. I don't think they've got enough mobile big men. Like it's at the point many. They'll, they'll need to put Lynch in the ruck. That's not a bad idea, you know, because he's fucking useless up forward. He got killed on Friday night. Uh, well, Robbie Tarrant's Tarrant. probably underrated as a backman, to be honest. Um, yeah, but he gave Lynch an absolute fucking yeah, hide. He did. He, he, Lynch had no clue. Um, Carlton and Brisbane at Marvel Stadium. I mean, who's tipping Carlton? There, there is something to be said for new coach, new game plan, nah. new chances. Nah, nah. Um, it's going to take more than David Teague to uh, get them on the winner's board. Gold Coast and North up at Metricon. Gold Coast has been fucking shocking lately. Yeah, but North got a pretty ordinary record against Gold Coast. Uh, yeah. Depends on the weather too, I guess. But having said that, there is absolutely no reason why North shouldn't just fucking monster them. Uh, Gold Coast don't give you much reason to tip for them. Um, the only thing I can think of is it's been a weird season and North have been up, really up for two weeks. 
the emotion might drain it out of them, but I'm still tipping North. Look, if North play the hard-tackling game, they'll fucking... Oh, they'll smash it. They'll run right. Uh, Crows and the Giants at Adelaide Oval. This is a ripper. See, I think it is too, because I think they match up <laughs> very, very well. Um, uh, obviously, uh, Rory Sloan is out, but so is Lockie Whitfield. So that's sort of uh, one for one there. Yeah. Um, Coniglio and Crouch, who takes the chocolates there? Well, Coniglio is playing, I think, he, the form player of the competition in the last th- two weeks or so. Yeah, the hot, hot word is that uh, they're expecting a contract on the dotted line at uh, Jetty West in the next two weeks. Yeah, good on him. Uh, he's, all he's done in the last month is put extra dollars on that contract. So. Yeah, and they've, they've got their bit of space now, so, you know, Patton will probably still go. Yeah, well, there's no dollars getting added on his contract. No. Um, so who are you tipping? Oh, I, I, I'm tipping GWS just because I think Cameron is harder to stop than um, Adelaide's forward line. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I like Phil Davis on um, um, Tex is, is, I think, a really good matchup for Phil Davis. Yeah. Uh, the Swans and the Eagles at the SCG. Now, see, if this was anywhere else, even MCG <laughs> or whatever, it, it's a lay down. You know it's going to be West Coast. But Swans have looked in good order in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but not at the SCG. They've lost more games at the SCG in the last, oh, I think, 12 months than they have in the previous three years, I'd reckon. Yeah. I'm still tipping West Coast, but uh, I think it'll be tighter than their ladder positions um, suggest. This will be very interesting. It'll be a good game for Alir Alir because West Coast have a very big forward line, especially uh, you know with Jack Darling coming off uh, six goals last week. Yeah, You're not going to put Alir on... Um, Kennedy. So he's probably going to have to look after Darling, or somebody else is going to have to look after Darling, and Ali is going to be the third man up. Well, that's normally the way he plays. He plays yeah. third man up and is very fucking good at that intercept role. So I think that's what's going to have to happen. But, but he's then, going to have to be accountable here. Yeah. They they hurt you so quickly, West Coast. And, and those two big forwards, like you need, a, you need a big guy to stand on Darling. Yeah, and then you they flip haven't it. As many. With McGovern uh, down back, it, he probably won't even go to Buddy. No, uh, Hearn might not be playing this game though, so they might throw a Schofield. Um, I think they us- he might usually play on Buddy, but Buddy's not as mobile as uh, he always is. And uh, well, like we said, he's not quite right. Yeah, and they I think the Swans aren't they aren't using him very well either, and that might be that um, they just see a different avenue, um, or Buddy's you know being a little bit lazy perhaps, or not lazy, but you know he's not getting to the same spots as he usually does. I'm not sure, but West Coast either way. Yep. And Collingwood and Melbourne at the MCG, the freeze at the G. I do believe this is a genuine marquee game now. And um, uh, the freeze for MND is a big reason for that in the oh, last yes. three or four years. And it's good to see uh, all other teams getting behind it. So last year we saw the coaches, yep. every coach do it, and that's fantastic. Uh, this year we see a few legends of the game have yep. a crack at it. Uh, and legends of sport in general. Yep. Which well, is I think brilliant. Lauren Jackson's going down. Yeah, she's having a crack. Um Bunch of other, you know, international sport yep. stars. Um, Swanee. <laughs> Swanee. First time he's at a bath in fucking ages. Um, this is Melbourne's grand final. Like, they've fucked up the other marquee games. Um, yeah. This is it. This is all they got for yeah. the rest of the season. So, look, this is, the, this is the last gasp. If you lose this and don't make finals, your season's been a wash. Yeah. Uh, if you can hang your hat on this win, then you've got something. I haven't checked the weather for this one, but um, you know Mason Cox is due to come back soon, um, and I think that just plays havoc if he comes back in because they've got nobody that can match up on him. Dane Beams is out for a couple of months, I think, with a hip surgery. Yeah, I did say that. So there's one less midfielder, but geez, Collingwood have got too many. Uh, and the the highlight for me is the matchup Grundy Gorn. Um, yeah, I, I think Grundy will have him. 
I think he'll have him. Um, but geez, uh, around the ground though. Yeah, but I do think um, I'm, I'm tipping Melbourne just because. Wow. If they don't come out tackling their fucking ass off. Yeah. Uh, you need to drop half into the VFL. I think the fact that uh, Collingwood lost last week means they will not lose this week. And I think, yeah, they're going to put a, a bit of a score on on this one. Well, if you're coaching Melbourne, you're saying, look, lads, this is the grand final. I don't care if you get suspended. Just go out and fucking play hard. Yeah. Um, because yeah. otherwise you're adding another coach to the... fucking point? You're adding another coach to the potential unemployment unemployment line. Well, his payout's going to be good because they yeah. signed him to an extension. And let's be honest, no one wants that fucking job. No. All right, that'll do us for this yeah, week. Good luck. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.